Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Presented by DraftKings, we say hello and happy holidays. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson there at the D, downtown Las Vegas. We'll get to the boys right away as we've got a lot to do on today's program. Uh, of course, he had a 2017 winner for a desperate Seattle team over maybe the more interesting side here, the Eagles, who have now dropped three straight. We'll touch on that to start the show. John Morant makes his return tonight, just four on the NBA would, but Morant back from that. 25-game suspension. Is it too little too late for Memphis? We shall see. We've got a bunch across the college basketball landscape. Of course, you do have a bowl game today. If you're looking to get your handicap straight for the bowl games, UTSA and Marshall coming up tonight. Remember, vcin.com, Adam Burke, who is going to be joining us, maybe forlorningly, but he will join us later as he's knocked out of Survivor. I just still can't believe that bum for our guy, Berkey, but they're putting on a good product over at vcin.com. Everything you need to know about every bowl game, go check it out. You can download the bull guy for free as well. Elsewhere, we're going to get into quarterbacks in week 16. There's been a lot of movement, but we do start here, boys, as I say hi to Omal and Dustin officially. We start here, and that is Seattle with Drew Locke and JSN. 28 seconds left. A beautiful catch. I mean, he caught it like the last inch of the football there in the end zone. Seattle was going nuts. They stay alive in the playoff race. Remember, AFC, you're going to have to get to 10 wins. You want to get in. If you look at the NFC boys, you take a look like this. Dallas, that was a business trip to Buffalo. They're going to be the five seed. And then you've got the NFC South. The winner there is going to get one of those seeds. So really, it comes down to one spot. And, you know, you're probably looking at the Vikings, the Rams sitting at seven and seven an eight and seven team. In other words, most likely going to get in in the NFC. Uh, well, did I do the math correctly? A nine and seven team? No, uh, help me. A nine and eight team. I'm all yeah. Shaw. That's what it is. I'm still on the 16 game schedule. I believe a nine and eight team is going to get in in the NFC. How are we doing today? 
Doing well. You know what, listen, I know everybody in Philadelphia is alarmed about their Eagles, but Patrick, you look at the last couple of games, and the reality of it is they were playing two teams that were in desperate mode. Philly needed to know, excuse me, Dallas mentally needed to know they could beat the Eagles. But remember, they still control their own destiny in that division. And then the Seattle Seahawks are fighting for their playoff lives. If they went to 6-8 and eight yesterday, it would have been very difficult to see a scenario where they were able to get into the postseason. So for me, I'm not really concerned about Philadelphia. I know a lot of people are pointing to the fact that they've lost three in a row. The Niners have pretty much wrapped up the top spot. Even if they lose to the Ravens, it's probably unlikely that they lose two games out of their final three games. So the one spot's going to go to the Niners. Philadelphia, twice against the Giants and once against the Cardinals. I don't know if you could literally draw three better games if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you factor in travel to the Meadowlands as a bus ride over. You know, I'm going to take the counterpoint on the Eagles. I think they're a broken team, and I'll lay it out. Uh, I think it's good to have two viewpoints here, big guy, as we say hi to Dustin Sweetelson. I'll go the other way with the Eagles. We were sitting at 10-1, and one, and I'm not even talking about, you're right, with the three straight losses. I'm not talking about those. What I go back to is the loss at the Jets, where I'm just watching that, and, of course, I bet on it, so better's remorse here, Dustin. But I'm watching the Eagles, and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. You know, the Patricia move did feel desperate to me. This is a dude, again, orchestrated a terrible team in Detroit, 6-10, and 3-12-1, and 4-7 before he was fired. Nobody likes him. He got a minute 24 to play. The Eagles, of course, defensively, they've got no push up front. They've got the worst secondary going right now with injuries. And you've got no timeouts and Drew Locke, and you give up a touchdown. It, it, to me... Right now, the vibes are terrible with the Eagles. I felt like the play at week 15 to go to the defensive coordinator that was kind of lingering in the background was a little bit of desperation. And if you look at what Gannon and Steichen are doing, Gannon's team in Arizona, at least they're playing hard. And Steichen, who was running the offense there for the Eagles, eight wins with a backup quarterback. There's a lot going on is what I'm trying to say. Welcome to the show, Dustin Sweetelson. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot going against them, and one of those aspects is me because, uh, let's see, I bet Kirk Cousins to win the MVP, tore his Achilles two weeks later. I bet Tyreek to win the MVP, he got hurt, hurt his ankle, missed most of a game, missed the whole next game. I bet the Eagles, they have now lost twice since I bet them, and I bet Christian McCaffrey last week to an MVP, so that means he's definitely getting hurt this week. I'm very concerned about the Eagles. When you look through the schedule, it's 8-1 score wins. Also, last year, they won a lot of really close ball games by just making one or two plays late. And for some reason, we decided to say that the Minnesota Vikings were a team due for regression because they won so many one-score games. But we didn't say that about these Eagles, that they just have a grit. They have a way of finding a way. And they did it all the way to the Super Bowl, so that means they're more legit than the Vikings. And I think they're being exposed right now. And Jalen Hurts, as a quarterback, desperately misses what Shane Steichen was dialing up because now Shane Steichen is winning with Gardner freaking Minshew. And Jalen Hurts looks like a guy that maybe shouldn't have gotten paid. I, I like the points you both have raised about Philadelphia, and I think they're accurate and correct. And you mentioned the Vikings, Dustin. I like that comparison last year. But I think pedigree and knowing how to win has to be taken into consideration. And that's what the Eagles have been able to do the last couple of years. They were fortunate in that early game against the Commanders at home. Thought Ron Rivera should have gone for two in that one. Really put the Eagles to the test in that one. Patrick, you referenced that game against the Jets. I thought that one was on Jalen Hurts. The bad interception late in the game leading to the Jets winning that football game. Last night, two more interceptions. He's got a league leading 17 turnovers so far this year 12 INTs eight fumbles five that have actually been recovered by the defense so far so all those things are a little bit of a factor but guys for me when I look at it 
this was a gauntlet. I, I don't know, you know, if we look historically, maybe it's not the most challenging time of all time, but to play the teams that they faced off against, the Cowboys have a bye week at the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, the Cowboys again on the road on Monday night football, Sunday night and Monday night road games. I, I don't think it's an easy task. I still think this team is probably... And in my estimation, you guys probably disagree, the second best team in the NFC, but I think there's a great separation between San Francisco and everybody else in the rearview mirror right now. I would still bet the Niners at minus 120 to win the NFC. The road is going to go through Santa Clara. I think the Eagles wind up with the two seed, which will benefit them immensely, having to be able to host that home game. That, that'll work out well for them. By the time we're sitting here on January 8th, it'll be 2024, we're going to have a very bright conversation about the Eagles because they would have won three straight. They've got the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants to close out the year. So they're going to go on a three-game run here. That's, well, I should say Arizona remembers shocker over Dallas early in the year. But the assumption is the Eagles are going to win out, which would add credence to a mall's take. Here's, I want to go back to something you guys said, and that's Jalen Hurts. Something's off. Now, we do have the clip where he's talking about the commitment. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was on with the Manning brothers, and he was calling the plays. Okay, he was like projecting and predicting what plays were coming for the Eagles. I think it was Orlovsky that said they're running essentially four plays right now. That goes to what Dustin said about missing Steichen right now. And it's also just, I added up over the last three. And you mentioned it was a gauntlet. It was San Francisco, it was Dallas, and it was Seattle in desperation. But here's Hertz over his last three. He had two picks in the fourth last night. He was 26 of 45, 18 of 27, 17 of 31. So he's completion percentage-wise, under 60%, right around 59%. And the body language, it's nebulous. So you have to be careful with this. I don't know how to read it. But he just looks a little off. And Dustin, you want to set up his comments after the game? Yeah, you know, he made a comment during one of his answers that he doesn't think the team is committed enough right now. So then a reporter did a really good job and followed up asking what he means by that. I've been talking about execution all year. Um, been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page, and we didn't execute. Um, I don't think we're we're all we're uh, committed enough. You know, you know, just just got to turn it around. You know, um, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. And just continue to see it through. What do you mean by that, about being committed or not? Commitment. I don't know that I had a dictionary on me. Now, um, excuse me, I don't know um, how else to say that. I guess, how are you seeing that present itself? Just, you know, it's a matter of being on the same page. Um, it takes everyone being all in um, in all aspects, and, you know, it, it starts with me. Well, I'm sad. And for those that are driving and not watching us here on VEASAN, presented by DraftKings, that was Jalen Hurts. He was standing at a podium, not laying in bed. And that was directly after the game. I didn't that, was, he, that was... Look, look, if, if Everybody loves Jalen Hurts. There's no reason not to. That was freaking weird. His, his, weird. Was his, that after the loss in the wild card? <laughs> it's, just, it's just weird. His like, tone was like of someone laying but in bed he's, FaceTiming he's a smart with a girl. Kid. He, knows, he knows what he's doing. He's a smart. If that's a vibe of a team that's 10 and what, four? Yeah. That's weird. 
That is a that's one of the weirder clips we played on the show. Do do you think maybe some of it comes from and the criticism may not be of his um his coworkers, and it might be of the management of the uh, the Eagles, and by management, I are you mean saying Sirianni's a donk? Donk Sirianni is being exposed at the moment, and he's realizing I played for Nick Saban, I played for Lincoln Riley. These guys are football geniuses compared to Nick freaking Sirianni, and I got this donk giving the finger to the Chiefs while they're celebrating the Super Bowl last year, and now he lost the two guys, Gannon and Steichen, who made us what we were, which was the NFC champions a year ago, and he can't figure out a way to get us back there. I, I, I will say one thing about Jalen Hurts. Is he not as good as he got hyped up to be last year? Because I was not a fan no. of his coming out of Oklahoma. No. I'm just saying, is he not as he, good as everybody thinks he is? You can scheme no, him I, up. He's been, he's been like kind of the idea that his number in the MVP market is even available. He's been horrible. Now, I'm all set it three games, tough competition. They just scored 17 points against Seattle's defense. Seattle's defense stinks. We'll come back and continue to dig into this Eagles issue. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, everything. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give you everything we do here at VSIN for $79. So it goes until May 1st, through the holidays, through March Madness, through it all. Even Santa got a package. Why don't you? Daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, all betting guides, everything there. vcin.com slash subscribe. I I must say that I apologize a little bit to Hertz because the boys just told me during the break that he was sick. Uh, Still odd vibes in the presser after the game. We'll say that. We're going to continue to dive into the Eagles. We'll kind of set up the playoff picture as well. Just got this. Quickly wanted to make a note. Uh, Samich just texted me. DK just posted Pistons next win plus 100,000 to lose out. So if the Pistons, you, you got a number over at DK for the Pistons to lose out. But then they did this, and we should give credit to uh, Brennan White and the crew over at DraftKings. They posted uh, numbers and odds on their next win. You can go ahead and bet now on the opponent, and it has odds over the next run here. Look. I'll say this. They lost yesterday. What is that? 22, 23 straight, 124, 130 at the Atlanta Hawks. The Pistons are 2 and 25. And I was watching because I had Cade over 21 and a half. No, 20 and a half points. He went off for 43, fellas. Cade Cunningham was great. He had seven assists. He was playing great. And he's actually one one of the weird kind of storylines for the Pistons. He's shooting better. He's actually playing really well during this losing streak. They got Bohan Bogdanovich back. Easy for me to say. He scores. He'll give you 20-plus a game. But they are just a disjointed, sloppily put-together team that it they're going to pick up a win and you can go to DraftKings right now and decide when they're going to get a win. Or you can say they're going to lose out. They're going to pick up a win. I just don't know how, like this game was a six pointer. I'm all the Hawks won by six. The Hawks are 11 and 15. They're not world beaters. This was a six point game. It would, they were, the Pistons were down 25 early. So the Pistons, they're not even Monty Williams has got to go. We understand even though the game like a hundred million dollars. Cause I don't know why, uh, but right now they're two and twenty-five. If you need the bad boy Pistons, well, I think the biggest issue is effort defensively. I mean, this is the team you look at at them. They're giving up over field a fifty percent field goal percentage to opponents constantly, night after night. Last night against the Hawks, the Bucks the previous night, two games previous against the Seventy Sixers. It's the inability to defend, and that generally is an effort thing. Look, the players, even though they're not a good team by any stretch. They still have the ability to negate what some of these teams could do offensively. They're not doing it. If they're going to get a win, I think the opportunity is against the Jazz on Thursday. Utah has not been a particularly strong team this year. They're just 10-17. and 17. I think it, it lends itself in this particular spot. And then you go on the road for a while. I mean, they're going to play after that. They're going to play six of their next eight games on the road. If they don't find a way, then it might come in January when the Spurs come visiting, who have four wins themselves. But... I, to me, it seems like this team is already on one, two, three Cancun, and we're not even in 2024 yet. Yeah, they can't defend. They can't shoot. They turned the ball over at a precipitous rate. They're poorly coached and just slot, like I mentioned, the the disjointed nature with which they were put together. They, it's almost like somebody just said, give me some talent. They threw it at a board. Didn't think about how the pieces would fit together. And that brings us to a 2-25 and basketball team. That's not great. And specifically with the way the lottery is set up, it's not like 
you know, you lose out in the NFL and you get the number one overall pick based on your record. This is, it goes into percentage wise as far as the drawing. So anyway, Pistons, let's go. You can go to DraftKings right now. Some is going nuts trying to get a good number. Okay. Now back to the Eagles. And we mentioned they're, they're sitting on 10 wins. They're going to get to 13 if they beat the Giants twice and the DeVito situation has taken a turn to say the least, but, and beat Arizona, you'd think they'd pull it together. I just think that there's, I think there's more to this and Sirianni, he's done nothing wrong. So we can't crush him. He's just a weird dude. We talked about it yesterday, but anytime you lose that continuity, anytime you lose a guy in Steichen, that's doing a great job in Indy and Gannon, whose team's playing for him, at least in Arizona, that's a lot to replace. And I'm all, we talked about it yesterday as far as the Matt Patricia move. Again, 10 plays, 92 yards, Drew Locke, no timeouts, a minute 24 to play. I'm not saying it's Patricia's fault. I'm just saying when you bring Patricia into the mix, it's just not great. It, nobody likes him. He is a terrible defensive. And don't give me what happened in New England. The greatest defensive coach of all time was standing right over him. Okay, so don't give me what happened in New England. And he got lit up in the Super Bowl when he was New England defensive coordinator. Again, his defenses in Detroit, when he picked the groceries, got worse each year. So that's Matt Patricia. And now it does, again, desperation. We had Marcus Hayes from Philadelphia, the Inquirer, on yesterday here on Sharp Money. He said it doesn't reek of desperation to him. But within the locker room, it's a weird move because Desai, who was running the defense there for the Eagles, was very much liked by the players. Yeah, I think you bring up a few points that let's dissect first. You're right on Matt Patricia. Don't mistake the fact that 2012 to 2017 run in New England was because of Matt Patricia. He was just a benefactor of standing next to Bill Belichick, just the same thing we saw out of the enemy standing next to Andy Reid. And for me, I agree with you. I think this is a bit of desperation. Sean Desai was the D.C. You brought him in. That was a bit of a surprise move to me. Remember, he was with the Bears in 2021, goes to the Seahawks last year as a defensive coach, but not the defensive coordinator. You hire him in after after Gannon goes to the, uh, excuse me, the Arizona Cardinals. And then you decide after that Dallas game, you're going to make a move here. I didn't particularly like it. And then you talked about the drive late in the game. To me, this one's on Matt Patricia. I don't understand in that situation, based on time scoring situation, why you're bringing their safety up in that scenario. There's no reason you're allowing anybody to get back behind you. Jackson Smith and Jigba, that play reminded me a lot of the one we saw from C.J. Stroud to him in the Rose Bowl against Utah. Similar throw, similar situation. You just can't allow that to happen if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. I wasn't completely convinced that the Seahawks were going to be able to get the ball into the end zone with about 30-something seconds remaining when that play started. They did a nice job, give Drew Locke and the rest of that team credit. But I'm with you. I think that still falls on Matt Patricia and the defense the way he called it. This team's got to do a better job of that. This was a good opportunity for them with a victory, with a Dallas loss, to really kind of coast into the final three weeks of the season and potentially not even have to worry about playing that game against the Giants. Now things have changed considerably. Yeah, you, you said it. Like, a peewee football player could have seen the defense. Drew Locke, he was told 17 seconds before the game started he's going to start there. So all he did is he looked over. He's got JSN, who's quick as all get out. He knows he's on a go route against, you know, Island up with, I don't know if it was Bradbury or whoever the hell it was. All he did was throw it up. Yeah. And it was, I, we should just take a second to just marvel at the catch. Shout to the Buckeyes. Like, that catch, it was a nice throw. But the catch itself, catching 
seeing the ball about two inches, the back of the football was just incredible. That was big guy. That was impressive. It was a 98 yard drive, something like that. What, what, what was it? 94, uh, 92. It was a 92, 92 yard drive, a minute 24 to go, no timeouts. You got to do better than that. Now, he had 92 yards on the defense. final drive. He threw for 208 in the game. It tells you everything you need to know. Just an awful situational coaching. Let's hear from Sirianni because uh, might as well hear from the Donks. Uh, he was asked after the game, are the Eagles tensing up a little? Not, not winning is not fun. Um, it's not. And, and so, you know, partly when you're having a lot of fun is when you're winning, uh, to be quite honest with you. But we can't always let the – you know, that affect our, our mood all the way through. Um, do I feel like uh, the guys have fun Monday through through Saturday, but and then when it's time to work, work? Yeah, I do. Um, but, you know, it's going to be hard um, for anyone to admit they're having fun right now on a three-game slide. And so um, I think there was definitely times that we've had this year that, that have been fun. Uh, obviously, tonight is not in the last three weeks are not not uh, not one of them. Um, and so again, we just again we're in we're in a slide as we know, right? And so we gotta we have to get through the storm that we're in. Um, you know, fix our mistakes. Uh, and again, that starts with me, um, and and get better from this. Let me hear that donk. By the well, way, I mean, he's he. I mean, he's much more assertive on the field and much more demonstrative when he's just kind of. You know, he. I think you guys saw the clip where he was calling out Carroll for I don't know, challenging a play. He he just, I don't know. Is, Look, is, you can't really you can't you can't crush the guy. He he hasn't lost since he got there. If no, we're being fair. No, no but, but he he is a giant meat sack. <laughs> if that's the way you want to frame it, uh, it's not bad. Uh, the, the Cowboys, by the way, I and I'm giving the Eagles the division just based on it. They're going to get the 13 now. The Head to head is what? It's one and one, right? Yeah. It's one and one, yeah. yes. Head, yeah. And the Cowboys close at they're at Miami, they're Detroit, and they're at Washington. So there's a win on the schedule there for the Cowboys if we're guaranteeing anything. It's always hard to project ahead, but it's it's going to be fascinating because now you've got Seattle who's headed to Tennessee. It looks like Geno's gonna be okay, and they've got Seattle Amal Lane two uh, two and a half on the road at Tennessee coming up this Sunday. First of all, I think Drew Locke gives them the best chance to be able to win. And I, I get that Geno Smith's been effective for them, but remember, Will Levis had an MRI. Uh, he's questionable in terms of his availability. This is a good spot if you're Seattle. You can't have a great win like this and then all of a sudden give it away going into Nashville. Yeah, can't bet week 16 until you know who's starting at quarterback. We've got a bunch of new ones. We'll tell you who next. Shower Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Total wine, spirits, beer, and more for the holidays. Lowest prices for over 30 years. Find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine. Please drink responsibly. You've got to be 21 years or older. So, uh, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. We've got our buddy Mike Randall coming up. Adam Burke. It's not great, boys. Hey, look, I. 
Berkey's kind of a medium guy as it is, so let me just set up quickly what I'm talking about. So Circa Survivor, I think they're down to, correct me, fellas, down to 10. Great. Yes. Here's Let's track Survivor here. Let's throw it up on the screen. So the green who's left, the red, unfortunately. You see Spooky Express with the Titans down at the bottom. Now, the Titans should have beaten Houston, didn't beat Houston. And that means our buddy Adam Burke, our managing editor over at VEASAN.com, and his boy Spooky, they're gone. Now, Burke doesn't necessarily get too high or too low, and he's been doing Tuesdays with Berkey here on Sharp Money. But I will tell you, we're an hour and a half out, and I'm not – maybe you two can help me. I'm not exactly sure what vibe we're going to get when Burke sits down. Well, you know, Dean Smith always talked about he never addressed the team after a loss because the emotions are too high. And he'd like to take a night to review the situation and then come back and see if he feels the same way and go from there. I feel like that 48-hour cooling off period, you guys know in a post game in the NFL, there's a 10-minute cooling off period before they bring a coach to the podium. They generally bring the winning coach first, then the losing coach. So I'm hoping the 48 hours has given him an opportunity. But I have to be honest with you. I give Adam a ton of credit. He's like, hey, I haven't spent the money. I haven't even thought about it. Just got to get through week by week. Um, so it, it won't be easy. I can tell you one thing, guys. If I was in that situation, it would have been tough to get out of bed on Monday morning. Yeah, not easy. Not easy. My assumption is Berkey to his bosses here at VEASAN probably said, hey, guys, happy holidays. Hope things are going well. Uh, this website's doing awesome. I just want to let you know everything's great uh, as he now again, Circus Survivor. How much was in the pot, fellas? Nine point two million and change. Okay, So I think Tip we had it right around seven hundred and ten. So before when there were still 13 remaining each ticket, the implied number was right around 710, 715, somewhere in there, right? Yes. So Berkey splitting that with this boy, somewhere a little over 300. Spooky had a little bit more invested. So let's just say Burke was sitting on 250. It, it, to go from that to nothing, it's not easy. So I, I do I do feel for our buddy here, Dustin. Uh, no, you see, I, I think Burke's going to come at it from a different angle. I think there is a sense of relief that it's over. He doesn't have to worry about the details of it anymore. And while he did probably dream of winning $9 million or at least chopping it up and winning, you know, around a million, something like that, splitting it with his partner, I think there is a part of Burke that's going, thank God it's over. Thank God there's no more attention and the pressure is completely gone. Oh, well, we lost. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. That's why I chose not to play in the NBA. I didn't want to deal with the throngs of women and the money. It's just too much to handle. You're absolutely right. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's I'm crazy. Saying... I was getting Starbucks yesterday, and the weirdest thing, Jessica Alba was there. And I said, excuse me. And I just, like, I didn't mean it, but I kind of bumped into her. And she was like, hey, um, will you marry me? And I was like, eh. <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. No, so I no prefer Berkey. not, Jessica. What the like, worst take ever? What are you I talking know, about? I know, I know Berkey. There is a part of him that's going. Thank God it's over. You're such a. I know him. You just say things. No, you do. No, you, yeah, that you, dude. The, nobody ever has been happy not to win close to half a million. No, dollars. but there's a level of like, the stress is over. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Thank God. I'm telling you, he pulled me aside multiple times during it like he didn't love all the attention about it. Then why is it like, okay, 
okay, that's fair. And sometimes personalities don't equal, hey, the attention that comes is associated with an event like this. So maybe you're onto something there. But in the end, you want the sweat. There's no question about that. Here's the question I have. Can you win this thing and then not be public about it, right? Like, we don't know who the people are. Oh. Can, you, can you just be like, hey, look, I, I have no interest in taking the big check. I don't want anybody to know who I am that won. I'm still not convinced that guy you tweet, tweeted that he's uh, not chopping if he wins. I'm still not convinced he's even in the contest. I think it's just a random guy who's claiming he's the guy. Yeah, so, there, so we should explain what's happening with Circus Survivor. There were 13 contestants, or at least 13 tickets remaining, yeah. of the original. How many got involved? Over 5,000? 9,200. Oh, 92. <laughs> so it got down to 13. 12 of the 13 said, let's have a discussion about a chop. There's one guy, and I don't know if the tweet you showed me is legit. I have no clue if any of these people are legit. So, again, I, I'm just saying it's presumed there's a guy that was remaining that said, I'm the best handicapper on the planet. I'm not interested in a conversation about a chop. So that's the reason that now they're down to 10 and everybody's just all for themselves, right? Is That's as much as I know, fellas. I would agree with you. I looked at the remaining out of the 12 remaining people. The person uh, that was Golden Boy, and I got to tell you guys, he – him, like most of the people this weekend, are probably on Denver. I don't think anybody has Buffalo remaining. Buffalo plays the Chargers. Uh, Denver hosts New England. That's the second biggest spread on the board, I believe, outside of the Monday games. Remember, they have to make a separate selection on the three Monday games between the Raiders at the Chiefs, uh, Giants at the Eagles, and Ravens at the uh, 49ers. So I would expect most people to be on the Eagles. But what I saw that was crucial to him, he's got Jacksonville available. And Jacksonville in Week 17 hosts the Carolina Panthers. I don't know if it gets better than that going into Week 18. So that person set up in a great position, and then I think in Week 18 they can just choose whatever side they do and potentially hedge. Okay, Golden Boy, that's the guy. That's the guy that's keeping our buddy Berkey from taking some cash after losing with the Titans. Uh, the, so I'll let you lay that out when Adam sits down. Big guy. Aren't yeah. you relieved? I, I know he's relieved. The, the, the stress was so annoying. It, honestly, he would have paid $9 million to get out. My goal is to be the single highest taxpayer in American history. So, Samich is texting us something about the gentleman Golden Boy. I don't know if it's true, but apparently he's a big personality. That's all I can say. I don't know, Dustin, you're looking at the text in real time, too. Yeah. Um, I don't want to dox anybody, so I'll just keep the name to myself. But apparently he's a big personality that is known within the poker community and the sports betting community. That's the gentleman that didn't want yes. to chop. Yes. yes. That's what I'll say. I will <laughs> say for marketability purposes, if it, that is really him, he's doing it correctly. Yeah, just flexing about being the greatest. Yeah, he's, he's very Muhammad Ali-like in the Survivor <laughs> Contest, right? He's definitely floating uh, like a butterfly. Yeah, I mean, like, again, it's weird that you say that he, the pressure was getting to him because every time I tried to no. probe Berkey, he's just like, oh, I'm good. I'm I don't, good. I, don't I wouldn't the say the pressure. I think the stress of everyone texting and everyone asking about gotcha. it and it being such a draw, like, everyone has their attention on is Berkey going to win? Is he going to quit? What are we, what is he going to do? I just think it's a lot for someone like Burke who likes to just break down some college basketball. The guy's got a freaking bet on <laughs> Northeastern tonight. That's what he wants to do.
By the way, you know I feel bad for them. The Titans were the most in control of that game on Sunday. The Bengals, I don't even know how they pulled that game out of the, against the I Vikings. I was live wagering money line on, uh, on, on Houston the whole game if I was him. And then the Browns as well, right? The Browns were fortunate to be able to get a win. Case Keenum will always be in his nightmares. Oh, basically. God. It's a rough one. Well, yeah, because, look, he puts the ticket and he thinks it's Davis Mills. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure he thought it was Davis Mills at that point. It becomes Case Keenum. I don't. Case Keenum is an upgrade. It's not a big upgrade because everyone's an upgrade over Davis Mills at this point, pretty much. Um, yeah, that's a brutal one. I, by the way, that was the. I love that play. I love the Titans. I thought there was no way they lost that game. I totally agree. I would have played. The, I, well, he he did. I believe Spooky Express, Adam Burke and his partner Spooky. I believe they had the Rams left. They did. We can talk. We can talk to him about that. Now the Rams were big favorites over the Washington Commanders, and I know I'm looking. Is that the most played team? One, two, three. The Bengals. Yeah. yeah. Four, four, five. Yeah. So the Rams were the most popular in Week 15, right? Yes. From what I can see, and yeah, that stinks. The Titans got bounced, and Southside, who had the Packers. That one was more like, you know, you were gripping the whole entire time. The Titans, you felt comfortable going to the break at halftime. I have to be honest, though, probably picking the Packers. They probably did not have the Rams, didn't have some of these other teams available like the Titans to choose from. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I said it randomly, and I had no intel. But remember, boys, just because I bet the game, I watched the whole game, was disgusting. Carolina hosting Atlanta. And I said, there is literally no chance that Desmond Ritter is starting quarterback again for the Atlanta Falcons, like ever. And I mean ever. The interception was so egregious that there was no chance. And then this morning, Arthur Smith's like, yeah, we're going to go to Heineke. Like, you, I think there would have been a mutiny, boys. Like, Dustin, I know you've hated Ritter for a long time. I think the locker room would have been a total mutiny if they started him. That's how bad it was. Kudos Carolina. to you. Great call. They made the change. And Just no chance. Lisa. It wasn't even, you couldn't do it. Yeah. You could not play Ritter again. I don't think he'll ever start a game. <laughs> right? I mean, he is that bad. All right. We continue. Sharp money. For Adam Burke. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy holidays from us here on Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network, presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live in Las Vegas, downtown at the D. You know, I often, as we wrap up 2023, I think it's a good primer. I think it's good to look back on the champions crowned in the year 2023, because I think there's a couple of things you can look for as a better. First off, as a better, you should kind of be thinking about how you did during the calendar year. It kind of keeps you centered, keeps you focused. Take a look at your journal. Maybe this year, as we turn the calendar, start keeping a journal, keeping track of your tendencies. But I think another thing is very important. When you look at the futures market, you tend to look at favorites, and you tend to look at those short prices. I think this is a good example and a good job by the big guy with this. I think this is going to be a good reminder while we constantly here on VEASAN are stressing dogs and we're stressing unders. Let's take a look at the champions and the futures for those that were crowned champion in 2023. First off, yeah, the NFL, Kansas City, of course, their preseason odds were 10 to 1. Okay, then we go to Georgia and it's going to start to lengthen here. Georgia plus 380. So right there as your favorite or close to the favorite in college football. But then we start to lengthen out here, Amal. The NBA champion, you should remember this, the Denver Nuggets. They were 18 to 1 in the preseason odds. The Yukon Huskies in college basketball. Were you betting favorites? You shouldn't have. They were 80 to 1 preseason in the futures market. How about in the NHL? Were you looking at the favorites? Were you looking at Colorado? You should have been looking right there where the boys are sitting in Vegas. VGK, 18 to 1. Nice little futures price. And then Major League Baseball. Were you looking at the Yankees? Were you looking at the big guys, Houston Astros? You should have been looking in that state, but at Texas. They were 45 to 1 in the market. So I think kind of a good reminder, Amal, where, you know, you're just automatically as a person, we go to those short numbers in the future markets, but it's always fun to find a big dog like UConn at 80 to 1 and the Rangers 45 to 1. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, you mentioned it, Connecticut, what a season they had. Incredible performance in the NCAA tournament. And then the Texas Rangers, I don't know how many people thought they were going to win the World Series. They got off to a fantastic start. Then they took a little bit of a dive in the middle of the season. Injuries were a problem. And then, Patrick, they went on, arguably, in my opinion, the greatest postseason run ever in terms of what they were able to do on the road was just spectacular without losing a game. This team was incredibly impressive throughout the playoffs, winning 11 games on the road, 11-0, never to be duplicated. So just hats off to them, and you mentioned it. Two teams who a lot of people did not think were going to be able to amount to anything. Big guy, I want to get to our most impressive, and I'm going to steal. I'm going to go first before you jump in, and I'm going to say it's not even close. The Texas Rangers, first off, it doesn't work when you just start adding payroll. 
right? You have a nucleus, and they had a nice young nucleus, but then they started adding big-ticket free agents. Generally, that's not going to work across sports. But the Rangers did that. And think about this. They were 45-1 to going into the regular season. They finished the regular season at 90-72. and 72. As Amal mentioned, kind of an ebb and flow to their season that was a little disjointed. But then once they got to the postseason, they were a freaking wagon, the Rangers. They swept Tampa Bay 2-0 wild card. They swept Baltimore NLDS 3-0. They topped Houston in 7 ALCS, and they ran through the Snakes, the Diamondbacks, 4-1 in the World Series. So by my math, that is 5-4 that's nine plus they 13 like they absolutely were on fire in the postseason the Rangers well and remember they lose Max Scherzer they lose Jacob deGrom they're doing it on the fly adding pieces I think the biggest lesson you can learn from them is I know they're the second longest shot we have here UConn 80 to 1 winning in college basketball yes college basketball's usually wide open but there is a reason for the most part we see blue bloods in the final four Baseball, you can make the case, at least for the professional ranks, is the most wide open market when it comes to looking at how many teams can potentially win the World Series. And we saw what the way the playoffs shook out in this new format specifically. Since they got into this expanded playoff format in baseball, I think it's actually a detriment to be a high seed and to get one of those early round buys, whereas the Rangers had to battle through and through, and they're a team that I was able to get in on at 25 to one, not quite 45 to one, but 25 to one when there was a dip in the market on them. So I think that's the biggest lesson when I look at all these champions crowned in 2023. One, don't be afraid to buy the dip just because you missed out on 45 to one to start the year, but also that baseball specifically is extremely wide open. Follow, can I just follow up on that? When you bought the dip, I know it was early in the year when DeGrom went down, but did you buy after the DeGrom injury? I bought a little bit after it, not directly after it. I had to wait for them to lose a few games because, remember, they got off to a really good start. Seager was an MVP candidate, really. Like, Otani doesn't exist in the American League. Seager has a shot there. And then this was a rare thing for me because I don't normally go shorter than 10 to 1 for a lot of my futures plays. And I thought they were so good, I kept buying at 8 to 1, plus 850, 950. I think he even got like a 13 to 1 in there. I kept buying tickets for a little bit here and there on the Rangers because I just, I didn't want to miss out on what looked like a potential run. I didn't think it would end in a World Series. I, I fully expected to end up hedging on the ticket. But yeah, bought low, and I think that's a, a key lesson here. The Golden Knights, boys, right there. What's fascinating about VGK is there's going to be books written about a team that was introduced to a city, makes Stanley Cup final year one, beat by, what was it, the Caps there in year one of them all? Yep. And then just continued sustained success. And it's like they never went away. They never started to falter. Even with running through coaches, they just kept on and finally fought back. And a 51-22-9 regular season, one seed in the West. And like we mentioned, in 2023, the champions at NHL, 18-1 to going into the season. Yeah, absolutely right. And George McPhee deserves a ton of credit for what this team was able to do, take care of business, knock out the Florida Panthers in the Cup Finals. But really an impressive run since their inauguration six years ago in terms of what they've been able to do. Actually, this is the seventh season now, but really very impressive. When you look at all these champions crowned last year in the six big sports in North America, 
just an impressive feat by really all of them in different capacities, right? We saw Georgia, they were a team that was expected to be there. They find a way through VGK. Maybe you thought a couple years ago was their year, but they still mount a great run. You talked about it, coaching change, everything. Didn't matter. I mean, just an incredible job by the Vegas Golden Knights last year. And big guy, I think I think you said it right as far as Major League Baseball. There was also it's there's also with the ebb and flow of a 162, there's also a lot of opportunities to that yeah. market's going to be in flux consistently. There's a lot of opportunities to dip in. Well, look, the Chiefs were 10 to 1 preseason last year. They shortened up very quickly once the season got going. It was clear how good they were. But when you look at the NFL, what were there, four or five teams that can win the Super Bowl each year? Every now and then we get a Philadelphia Eagles. Every now and then we get a Rams. But for the most part, there's four, maybe five teams each season that are real Super Bowl contenders. So that's a tough sport to go longer with when it comes to a lot of futures, mainly in the preseason. There might be opportunities during the year. But as far as preseason goes, the NFL, you're looking at a lot of the shorter options. So I don't really play a lot of those teams so I'm always looking at these markets where I can go deeper on the board uh, like the Nuggets last December I bet them 13 to 1 that simply came down to Nikola Jokic was in the midst of another MVP start to his season it was right before Christmas time thought people were going to care more but his number for MVP was 8 to 1 but their championship odds were 12 to 1 I think I got lucky because had the smear campaign not happened on Jokic I'm not saying he wouldn't have been as motivated. I wouldn't say the team wouldn't have had quite a bit a chip on their shoulder like they did. But I think that definitely played into what we saw down the stretch from the Nuggets, which I think all three of us can agree were thoroughly impressed with their championship run. Sometimes you, you walk away from a season and you look at who won the championship and you go, yeah, that was okay. But the Denver Nuggets were absolutely okay. dominant. Swept the Lakers. But to your point, they lost four games in yeah. four rounds. Minnesota in five, Phoenix in six, swept the Lakers, just like you said, and five against Miami in the finals. That's motivate. That's a yeah. motivated team. Ultimately, I think when we look back at the champions crowned in 2023, the lessons are football, it's really short. Uh, baseball, Shortens hockey. up quickly, too. Yep. yep. Baseball. That 10 to 1, you're, it's gone after Kansas City jumps out to a 3 0 start. Baseball and hockey and college basketball at times can be wide open. And the NBA, you're probably looking at about 20 to 1 and down as your title contenders. We'll have the same conversation next year at this time. So remember, because we get so involved in the everyday sports betting, you kind of forget. Chiefs, Georgia Bulldogs, Denver Nuggets, Yukon Huskies, BGK, shout to Vegas, and the Texas Rangers your 2023 champs. Okay, happy holidays from all of us here at Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network presented by DraftKings. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.